If separation occurs, example hospitalization, ensure there is regular contact, example via phone and reassurance. Need help and support? Please contact us at the hotline 311 Psychosocial Support at 722-6575 or 518-4157. Brought to you by PAHO, the OACS Commission and UNICEF. Welcome to yet another show. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in on Facebook Live, on Channel 124, on Flow, and also on Hits FM 92.1 in the North and 91.1 in the South, and also on Instagram. I hope you guys are having a wonderful, a great Wednesday. It is... Uh you know, it's 11, so I don't know what you guys are doing, if you're going to get ready for lunch or if you're at work, if you're at home, whatever you're doing. I hope you guys are having a good time doing it. And thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, let's begin, of course, with what I always want to hear and what I've always had a great appreciation for is people's stories, their experiences. And I'm trying during the show to really incorporate that in what we're trying to do here and not really make it about what the politicians have to say, but really what members of the general public have to say about so many different things. And because of that, what I've realized is that a lot of people are now coming out in the ways that they can on social media and on many other different platforms. Um, and there are some people who are heroes in their own right, uh, not because of you know they don't have this official position, but because they have the courage enough to speak their mind and speak it openly and make no apologies for it, despite uh, getting backlash from a lot of different people, and especially some people hiding behind you know fake accounts on Facebook and everywhere else. So in this segment, I want to just put a light on some people that I that I think are brave right now, and that is really needed, especially in this time. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of elections and campaigning, no matter what anybody else has to say. We can see it, we can feel it, um, and this is what's going on. And I know that some people are being targeted for their beliefs, um, but, and because of that, I, with the first clip, I thought it very prudent for us to listen to what one person has had to go through, and I'm sure that many other people have had to go through in whatever they believe, and voicing it, and having people who, are con who have contrary opinions to that really uh, attack them in some instances. So in this first uh, video, I, I follow him and I think that in many ways he speaks about policies of government. Sometimes he says when they're good and recently he's saying when they're bad and um, uh, recently saying what, how bad they are um, with regards to the licensing and different bills that have gone across and just the policies of this government. He has, he's saying that they're wrong and he's also saying that he has been attacked. All right. So today I got attacked by a hack, as I can call it, on a, a, a United Park post, alright, um, because basically I've been calling on the government on the 
the fact that they've not been investing locally even at this time during the, 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 the situation that we're going on this dude came out and said I was jealous of Alan Chastain <laughs> oh lord how dense can you all be huh <laughs> How dense can you all be? Mr. Man, my passport says St. Lucia. My ID card says St. Lucia. My driver's license says St. Lucia. You know I mean? So that's the only thing I can be, a St. Lucian boss. I cannot be a labor or a flabo. Okay? Y'all allow your emotions and attachments to cloud your judgments. Right? When we're supposed to be dealing with issues and policies, we are here dealing with emotions because that is who I support, that is where I was born, that is who I'm going to die supporting. Y'all too stupid. Straight up, y'all stupid. I mean, anybody with that mindset is stupid. Understand? Because if you have a party that's doing a good job and everybody agrees that this party is doing a good job, I see no reason to vote them out. But if you all see there's a party doing a good job, they will still vote them out. They will still vote against them. Because you're color-oriented, you're party-oriented. Yes, my people, there are people like me out there <laughs> who only see the best for St. Lucia. I see them and I meet them every day. We're not uncommon. We're, <laughs> we sit down and we discuss issues all the time. Unbiased, without yes we're political but we're not partisan all right you have to understand that okay so yes mr musician yes i'm addressing you straight mr musician when you cut me i bleed the yellow the black the blue and the white my brother all right don't mind the red blood okay it is time that we start demanding accountability from those people that we put to manage our affairs in government. My brother, my sister, those people are responsible to you and the future of your children. Stop attacking people for criticizing the government. That is our government. That's not your government. That is our government. Understand? And until you get that in your fixed skulls and you'll make heads, keep quiet. And let other people who have the country at heart talk. You hear me? I have never said um, go vote Labour. And I have never said go vote Flambo. As a matter of fact, I don't even care if people vote. What I'm talking about is the well-being of this country okay you're all happy when i say something good about chastney right when i commended chastney on on on, on um the response to covid 19 all of y'all were happy all the flambo people were happy oh yes man you unbiased and re -re -re. now that i'm saying things the way that they're supposed to be asking i'm not even putting i'm not even saying they don't vote this one and do all i'm saying is Invest in your people. And all of you are upset like I'm saying something that's wrong. Huh? I, I, I don't... You see me? 
I have no problem with y'all and y'all y'all um sports meet that going to happen later on in the year. The election campaign. That's a sports meet. Red versus yellow. Because majority of the people have not understood. It's not about the politicians, it's not about the party, it's about the country. When y'all do so, when y'all wake up from slumber, come and meet the rest of us. And for a lot of people, it really is about country. Um, he said there that he doesn't care if people vote. And uh, well, that's the only thing I don't agree with. I really think that everyone should exercise their right to vote. I think not voting is a vote in itself. So, you know, go out there and exercise your right whenever that date is called. Um, and it probably is. And I wonder how it's going to be because if you're going to socially distance or whatever, it, I'm trying to figure out how it will work, and I haven't figured it out in my mind. But whatever, whatever it's called, I'm saying, you know, go out and vote. But he is making some real um, poignant points there, where he's saying to respect people and respect people's opinions and not to attack them. Um, and I've had to learn that even now, sitting in this chair, I had to get really comfortable with having to express my opinions, and that too has caused me to lose some friends um, and even the friendships that I some of them that I do have it's very strange and tense now all because of politics and I think in my naivete I thought you know if you're speaking your truth and even as a because as a journalist it was always reporting the facts but now on this show it is reporting the facts but also having an opinion and that too was different for me and I know for a lot of people it could also be very difficult in speaking out and knowing that you may lose a lot of friends um, but you know, you do what you have to do, and once you're true to yourself, you, you, you keep with that. Um, and as we go to the next person, that's the former maritime um, consultant, uh, Mr. Cuthbert Didier, he was also asked by a good friend of mine, Timothy Polio, to, uh, to speak on what he thinks of the two leaders, the opposition leader and the prime minister right now, um, and what the, these elections mean, mean to him. And for me, what he said was that, you know, it's not about flubbo and labor. It's about what's right and what's wrong. And that really struck out to me, and I thought it would to you as well. With the, the present Prime Minister. I've worked with the present Prime Minister and the, as the Minister of Tourism. Um, the Prime Minister has some views in terms of where the country needs to go and development. That I, I as a taxpayer, as a St. Lucian, very concerned about and some of his pronouncements have made it known uh, the, the comment about slavery and what's happening all around and the legacy of slavery and the conscience and economics and if you're going to say something as the prime minister then make sure that people are going to call you out and ask for clarification so they are, I, I will commend him on how he dealt with the COVID response and his team I have to commend him it was an excellent job at containing it now moving forward how do we open up? I hope he, he displays, and I haven't seen it, the same engagement of all sectors. So I'm not here bowling one side, but I will tell you, again, this election is not about red or yellow. If you look at the track records of both, it's about right and wrong. Hi, Cuthbert. I know you're watching. Thanks for watching. Um, Agreed. I agree with him that it's not about this, you know, parties. It's about right and wrong. And you know in your heart what you feel, and you can see um, with everything happening where, where, what is right and what's wrong. So in a sense, that is what I'm getting from a lot of people that this is about country, and I haven't yet seen. Um, 
political campaigning and what, whatever's going on in such a sense where people are so vocal for, you know, accountability and they want transparency and a little bit of respect. People want respect, and that's what I'm seeing. Um, and another, the other person that we're going to hear from is somebody that I've interviewed just two weeks ago, and he's doing a one-man protest all around in the north. I saw him last in Corinth, but I know that sometimes he's in town, and he's walking about with you know his his slogan there, and he does it consistently without any you know without any need for any approval, and he's doing it solo. And again, these are some of the people that I think are very brave for going out there, and I, I have. I have heard him being heckled at, some people shouting at him and that sort of thing, and he's doing it anyway. And the courage in that, there's a bravery in that, and it might look very strange to people, but you need to be so self-assured to do these things. And maybe that's why Mary Isaac said, you know, that died with George Odlum. But, you know, there are people who believe very greatly in what, what they're doing. And I wanted, again, to, for us to listen to these people, and not just the politicians and the talking heads, Let's talk to the people on the streets. And the first thing he decided to do for the people of St. Lucia is to put a horse race here. Our, our agriculture is on zero. The, 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 our education is on zero. Where to the, the development of people in St. Lucia is on zero. But the first thing you think of doing is putting a horse race stadium or a dolphin park. And then, to make it worse, then you put in taxes on people where you have, have not yet developed them in any single way possible. Not, not one way that I could have figured out. You ask me 20 things that Shasti have done, I will tell you. And you cannot tell me one thing that he has done. So my next question to you is that hasn't the Shasti government done anything that you have been satisfied with? Not that I can recall of in my memory or in my, in my whole... My whole, from the time he went, came into power until now, zero. I give him a zero, 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 zero. Just that, I don't know what crime the people of St. Lucia have, commit, have committed to have such a prime minister. I just try to figure out why. Why? I say in my civil servants, you know, the hotel people sit down and ask, and why even, and talk about even people in um, Monroe College. I know some students who left Monroe College. They cannot over 30 that I know personally that cannot get a job. So, you're from what constituency? I am from Burn River, I live in Emerald Development. Emerald Development? Yeah, I know where I'm from. I live in Burn about seven years since I'm living in that area. Originally, I'm from. From town? Yeah. But, listen to me, if you just tell Lucian, you can't think, you cannot, you cannot feel what I'm feeling, either you're a party hack, or you refuse to accept the fact that we have a, a, a moral for a prime minister, or somebody who doesn't care about the people of Lucian. Yeah, but listen, why would anyone asking you uh, questions based on your protests, your individual protests, you label them as a party hack? Why would you do that? I would never know why. I say, if we don't go, the whoever, I'm saying, listen to that people, I have friends. I have friends. Mm. When they grow up, their mother tell them, from the time they're that age, no matter what, that party do, you have to do it. And up to like today, I could, I will not mention names, but if that friend come there, 
and you tell him what I'm saying, let him tell you what he's happy with for the and that's how he was brought up. That, and nothing you do cannot change that man. So, what in in essence, what you telling me, you're in a one-man army to get rid of Shastri? Well, I'm, I'm trying to motivate to let people see the, the, the true picture of what's going on. I mean, you choose for yourself. That's the rights you have as a human being. Nobody should take away that right. I want to tell you what to do, my dad. That's your right. No laws or the laws they put, they put that government put. That, that's violating your human rights laws. Those laws should be there. What is the power thing? What laws are you alluding to? Um, walking the road at six o'clock. Um, <laughs> the charcoal law, charcoal law, the posing law. My brother, listen to me. Laws that violate your your rights. It's just there. And, and I won't say we have human rights lawyers. We have lawyers. We have more lawyers than people in Saint And yet, there's no point in anything. Okay. My brother, but you you demonstrating. Yes. You demonstrating. Yes. In the colors of the United yeah, Workers' Party. It's it, it, our head. It is. It's in our head. It's in our head. Listen to me. That was written in red. And I have a red marker. Because I was home, I said I a red marker. I'm going to use a red marker. People say, boy, why is it in red? Now, I wear a yellow t-shirt today. Like, that, but that, but, but, but don't, you, don't you think that you're confusing the persons that you want to convey that message to? But I'm not thinking of color. I'm thinking of the, the country. So who thinks of color? That's their business. That's it. Very nice. Thank you, my brother. Yeah. Have a good night. My government showing well 200 projects that have come true in the four years. 200 projects that have come true in the four years. And none of them 200 projects do fall under the five to stay alive. <laughs> my God, is roads, rehabilitation, court rehabilitation, field rehabilitation. And what field? Fake fields. You understand? I thought my government was a natural government, you understand? But from the time my government continued continue the tourism over agriculture, I knew my government was not uh, real. From the time my government started imposing them fake fields, synth synthetic fields, Start imposing all them fake fields, you understand? All are all in our country, you understand? Sufre, fake field. Mikud, fake field. You know? Everywhere is a fake field, you understand? And my people, you're so proud of that, you know? Our government is making, is putting fake all around our countries, you understand? You all don't worry about our health, you understand? With all them synthetic pitches. What about our youth health? How long? Will our youth will be able to play on them on them pitches? If we have a two o'clock game under the hot sun, how healthy is it for our youth and them fake pitches? You understand? My government, where will y'all generate the money to maintain them fake things? You understand? We have in natural fields with natural grass, and y'all can't even maintain it. You understand? So them fake things, y'all know that costs us more money to maintain. Awo, the cry of the people, you know. And as I tell you all, Sunday, it, it come to my attention, well, Sunday there'll be a, mat, a massive round the island, you understand? A massive round the island on Sunday to show, well, this, uh, the country in support of a uh, new election, to show the country in support of getting Chastney out, you understand? So I know. If you all feel it necessary, my St. Lucian people, to go out and motorcade and show your support for St. Lucia, well, guidance, man. Cette lycée qu'a enregistré vers mine corona et qui a fait mouvement et un chai vitesse chaque canef qu'a couillé pour vigilance publique là 
Wolou, parler en place publique, comme base, petit boutique, changer, distance sociale, six pieds, rodion à l'autre. Il y a si vous sentez qu'on pas cordial, quarantine qu'on, pas contact et puis l'autre, en cas où tu es exposé. Si on est couillé, free one one ou bien n'importe clinique qui est au Les pays à 10 milliards ça veut dire les supermarchés, pharmacies et puis ATM, yo accessible avant cette étude. Pays à clé en plein, ça veut dire tout bagay fermé à 24 heures. C'est vie protocole comme sorti par bureau indication santé. Nous tout ensemble, ça sauve vers mine corona. Si nous tout servi jidla à toutes les. and thank you for spending your morning with me. Uh, as we know, we haven't been able to escape what's really been going on around the world, which, which is the issues of race, um, police brutality, and the Prime Minister very recently, I think just um, last night from the office of the Prime Minister, from his senior communications officer, we got issued a, a statement, an official statement from the Prime Minister. And if you can put that on screen, I think it's really important to hear what the leader of the country thinks about um, the race problems, at least um, elsewhere and not in St. Lucia. So it begins. Uh, the current worldwide discussion on race following the death of 46-year-old black man George Floyd has brought once again to the surface a festering wound that is yet to be healed. Our country was impacted directly and felt it deeply when the young rising St. Lucian Botham was in 2018 shot and killed in his apartment by a police officer. 
The whole world is painfully aware of the tensions between black Americans and police, and we have seen too many of our black men cut down and families affected due to discrimination. In St. Lucia, we continue to be worried about the sons and daughters of our country who live in the U.S. and may be exposed to prejudice. It is unacceptable and intolerable that the color of one's skin can affect how someone is treated, what jobs they get, what schools they can attend, and something as simple as what stores they can walk into. Racial inequality in any form is unacceptable, even worse was that the color of a man's skin could mean the difference between life and death. And it continues... And for the most part, I really do agree with the Prime Minister. It continues. I say to you that we can all do better. We have to heal those wounds. Let us not judge each other based on skin color or economic uh, status, but on character. Our policies as a government have been targeted at ensuring quality, equality and access to health care, education and general quality of life, and we will continue our quest to improve the quality of life for all solutions. Let us stand with each other hand in hand to move forward together to build a united community, a united country, and a united world. Hmm. United indeed. Um, I believe that most of what he's saying, yes, it does make sense. We need to come together, stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters um, in America. But I would really just like to hear the Prime Minister, because we can talk about race elsewhere, but can we please get some clarification on what you meant by colonialism, colonialization, had a conscience? Um, it's, it's easier, I guess, um, to speak about a race in America and not about your own comments made involving race, involving our past, uh, a gory past and the details of it and saying that, you know, it had a conscience and people are still grappling with it, trying to understand it, trying to dissect it, put a different wood head, switch it over there. Kendall Hippolyte has tried to do it. Um, John Robert Lee is trying to do it. And these are all well-read people who are deep into their Afrocentric beliefs. And they too want clarification. The media wants clarification. The public wants clarification. So if you could also send a press release or something, or maybe... Um, I don't know, a voice note, a WhatsApp video, anything. Give me anything, I'll take it, um, of clarifying that. And of course, um, continuing on race, we have the attaché of the Prime Minister speaking on race. Um, Norbert spoke on race and that maybe there are people being racist towards the Prime Minister. But you know, there has been this big push recently to migrate, if you will, or, or to feed off the Black Lives Matter movement in the U.S. following the killing of, I think it's George Floyd or Mr. Floyd in Minneapolis. And the irony of this, or the glaring contradiction in this, is that in the United States of America, with the Black Lives Matter movement and the groundswell that we have seen in demonstrations in the United States and around the world, it is all about stamping out racism. But here in St. Lucia, some people who want to organize movements, some people who want to organize movements, some people who want to be racist and don't care whether they're considered racist towards Alan Chastney. 
I am a very spiritual person. I start each day by thanking the white man for the sunrise, for the land I walk on, for the air I breathe. I also apologize for niggas, but Lord knows they ain't gonna apologize for themselves. I am not black, nor do I consider myself to be black. Many people mistake me for being Negro because they don't know that I am currently living with the heartbreak of revitiligo. That's a skin condition that's the opposite of what Michael Jackson's got. Every morning I apply this topical ointment made of bleach and sulfur. I like to think it works. Luckily, I hadn't gotten much darker in the last few years. As you can see here, I enjoy building small shrines to certain special white people who are important in my life. Think. White man shit just don't smell the same as black African shit. See, the white man just got a better liver. White man eats his meat raw. See, that's healthier. He calls it tartar. Well, how you doing this fine day, pal? May I say your duke smells like sparkling ice water with a twist of lime. See, that's why he don't have to wash his hands, neither. Yes, sir, white man has impeccable hygiene. Anytime black people say things like that, it just really reminds me of Uncle Ruckus. And right now, Norbert, you are reminding me of a fictional character who really all they do is kiss ass to people and people in power. And it's just really, really sad to witness. And But in all seriousness, though, Norbert, you also spoke about media and maybe the media using certain instances to... I don't know, change exactly what's happening. And you brought about what happened with Miguel just three weeks ago. And on behalf of all media personnel who know what it's like, and yes, I am biased towards that, because I have been a news reporter myself, I have been on the receiving end of people not wanting to um, be interviewed and that sort of thing, but never what happened with Miguel or Jacka, um, Jacka Wooding, who works at um, Hot 7 News, or Solaj Alfred, who now works at HTS. Um, just for us to, as a reminder, let's just take a listen to what happened there. Gil Fabrier, who works at NBC, is the political, senior co political correspondent there, and it seemed that he was being targeted. Take a look for yourself. Now, there are arguments for and against this demolition, and the reasons range from environmental or heritage to economics. It's argued that the police can no longer work under those conditions. Therefore, good night to Canada, Toronto. It seems, listen to this, folks. You see, this is all that just rubs off on everybody in the industry. Good night to Colleen, Texas. It seems that he was targeted. How did it seem so? What did you notice? Well, what I noticed was that the contractor or whoever throwing rocks at a reporter, and this is not the first time. It wasn't the only person. There were other people like Jacko Wooding, like I said before, and Solange Alfred. And I think that right now in media, with everything going on, we should not be able to take that anymore. And of course, people like you try to spin what happened and that he didn't have a helmet. Um, but of course, you have to ask, where were the approvals for this? Where was the signage for it? And there is clear intimidation tactics going on there. And we will not sit down. And people of the media should not stay there and listen to you try to spin what ex exactly is what happening because you're getting paid to do so. And if we're going to listen to some other media workers who too had that experience, let's listen to Jack O'Wooding. A news report where a tractor operator at the Royal Jail site was caught on camera, purposely covering a news team in debris. 
Chairperson of the National Trust, Alison King, has spoken out against media intimidation. She says persons should not be targeted for carrying out their jobs, particularly in the case of the media, whose role is integral to keeping the public informed. Well, I'm understanding that there was an incident between your reporter and, and persons on the site. Um, in, uh, uh, basically, an, a move of intimidation against your against the media. I believe the media has a right to report on this story, and they have an expectation not to be intimidated. So, I'm sorry, but perhaps it's symptomatic of what is going on in this country. National trust rights have been trampled. The media, what about your rights? These sentiments were echoed by Castries South MP Ernest Hilaire. An attempt to intimidate the press. The press covered the demolition. The press highlighted to the people of St. Lucia what was happening. And the individuals uh, obviously want to teach the press a lesson and to intimidate them. So they probably believe if they do that, the press will be frightened to cover stories, so, which exposes the abuse of power. Uh, and I think that is a typical tactic that is used. Meanwhile, former chief engineer John Peters expressed sympathy with the team who endured this treatment. He believes they should receive an apology from the Ministry of Infrastructure. I was a bit disappointed in what happened to you yesterday. Um, it was distasteful, I must say, to the league. That's a minor word. And um, I hope you get an apology from the Ministry of Infrastructure for what occurred. He further applauded the team for continuing their duties and documenting what had occurred. Jacko Winning, Hot 7 News. And instead of apologies coming, you're seeing people being wrong and strong. And how I know that was intimidation because, you know, the entrance was blocked by trucks and people were just caged in and nowhere to go. And that happened to a lot of different people. And if people can tell you that that is what happened. So a lot of apostles of the government right now are looking for ways to change things and to spin things. And the media... We are overworked, quite frankly, and many of us underpaid. And we're doing a very noble job, I think, in bringing out the truth, and especially truth to power. And it is a very difficult thing to do, especially with a lot of young people who are still trying to make their way. and still. But it's a noble thing to do, and I ask that they do not be intimidated by these antics and these intimidation tactics. Um, and even then, just earlier this month or last week was it that I spoke with the contractor Mr. Cyril Donnelly um, and again I so respect him speaking with me and I asked whether he was going to apologize for that and he was in no uncertain terms saying hell no to Miguel. Well, whatever way she felt that is her business because there was a low entry sign when she come on the side which, is, which was very dangerous. We ourselves was at least um, uh, about 150 we found a machine that was working and she chose to go choked by the machine. So it's not that uh, I'm not going to say about that. She's um, a big woman. I she think it... she, she came on site where there was a no entry sign. She and somebody else. Do you know are you talking about are you talking about Miguel because there were two people saying that you tried to intimidate them one uh, one was a woman and one is a man Miguel Favre the two of them was together they were together <coughs> and not me I was not but how can I intimidate, intimidate somebody with uh, with dust when I'm not the operator and I was way away from the machine I have no coordination with the operator they themselves they were closer to the operator than me so that is just rumors, lies, and I mean they just want to make the they want to make the public feel sorry for them. 
that is pure life. Um, the one of the Miguel is asking for an apology. Do you think you should apologize? Are you? Will you? For what? Can I say better help? Apology for what? For coming on a project where she was not supposed to be and the machine sent dust on her. You were, my goodness, tell me, girl, get her help. By right, she's supposed to apologize for breaking the rule. Cross a no interest sign. Thank you very much for talking to me, sir. I have no apology apology to make. I don't owe her that. She don't deserve it. And okay, now supposing one of the stones, when the machine was demolishing the wall, one of the stones has fly and 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 hit her. Which are responsible? That's what she's telling me, there. Right? Asking me for apologize. It's just like telling me she trespassed, and after being trespassed, she get hurt. She would ask me to take care of her. I responsible for her hurt when she trespassed. Tell whoever that tell her that she will gonna say go to hell. And the only thing that you can ever be confused about with that clip is maybe the confusion of um, Cyril's use of pronouns and he and she. But other than that, the man was really clear. He said to hell with Miguel. And when he says to hell with Miguel, he's saying to hell with to, uh, to everybody, to the media workers. And so is Norbert and the other people who hold that view. And when you're doing your job in that way and that is happening and if anybody who works on construction knows that if you're going to let go of rubble, it's going to be on one space but when you spread it out in the place that there is one way in and one way out, only when there are reporters there, then what is that? What is that? And for me too the media has to come together to make sure that that never happens again and nor can that spinning attempt that Norbert was trying to do. And yes, he called me bias. And of course, no, but again, thank you so much for featuring me so much in your show. Um, I think it's really helping me as well. So thanks for that and see you next week. But um, that's it for now for this segment. When we come back, we have to talk about what's happening in tourism and um, the reopening of the economy. We'll have that and more in just a moment.
staying with us um, on Facebook Live, on our stream, on UTV Channel 124, on Hits FM 92.1 and 91.1, and of course on Instagram. The reopening of the economy, the reopening of the borders um, was supposed to happen last week on June 4th. And if you were expecting tourists, if you're expecting visitors, if you're expecting things to, you know, to see something, then um, I don't know whether you're surprised. I surely wasn't. Um, But this is what's happening. And more than that, people are being laid off. Thousands. I'm estimating that 15,000 people are home because of the you know, collapse of the tourism industry. And most recently, there was a letter circulated to tourism workers um, speaking of their redundancy and their confusion as well as to what, what's going to happen with them, with their jobs, with the sector. And for that reason, again, I wanted to read that in its entirety. If you could put that on the screen. Uh, And of course, you can see that's from Coconut Bay there, and it was dated yesterday. Hope you are keeping well, dear team members. Hope you are keeping well with all things considered during this difficult time. The COVID-19 shutdown has several unfortunate realities. I want to provide an honest overview of the impact of having no visitors for several months. On June 4th, Sinusha opened its borders with the Phase 1 protocols guidelines, including the 48 pre-flight testing requirements. As stated in our last update, the pre-flight testing is not widely available, and as such, No airlines are flying to St. Lucia at this time. Currently, most of the airlines have been postponed their flights. They've postponed their flights until July. It is important to understand these airlines will not start flying to St. Lucia if the passengers cannot get these tests done. It is very unlikely this testing will be available for July. It is important that I fully share the current situation with the airlift to St. Lucia. When the airlines do start flying again, the number of flights each week to St. Lucia will be much less than before the COVID-19 shutdown. Reviewing the current airline schedules for July, the total number of seats scheduled are approximately 75% less than before the shutdown. It is uncertain how long it will take to get the flights back to pre-COVID-19 levels. Our resorts, Coconut Bay and Serenity, have been shut down now for 10 weeks, and you, our team members, have been home and out of work. Even though we are closed, we have still have considerable expenses to maintain the resort, to remain ready for open, remain ready to open electricity, air conditioning in the rooms to prevent mold, running and maintaining the pools, insurance, security, etc. And these costs are piling up week after week. Assuming we are able to open August 1st, our total expenses for the 17-week shutdown period will total close to $8 million while receiving zero dollars revenue. It is clear that with 75% less seats, it will be impossible for us to run the 85 to 90% occupancy we are all used to. Unfortunately, an occupancy of less than 50% is likely with the shortage of airlift. This significant drop in occupancy will result in a significant decrease in staffing requirements, and we know where this is going. The situation of far less seats, far less occupancy, and far less staff could very well last for a year or more, Bottom line, we very well could see 20,000 fewer guests will stay at Coconut Bay through the end of next year. Given this reality and given the fact that at this time we will still have the money to do so, we'll feel our best course of action for all is to ensure redundancy for all staff members and make the required redundancy payments. While these payments will add millions of dollars to our shutdown expenses, we feel taking this action at this time is our best way of taking care of the team while we still in a final financial position to do so. And we can hold it there. Um, so... That's what's happening most recently with one of our hotels and several more tourism workers now going to be out of a job. 
It, it must be difficult. It is difficult for thousands of people right now who need to rely on government at this time, rely on NIC, rely on the $500 disbursements that are going to happen um, mid-month, they're saying um, third week of June. Um, and I, nobody saw that coming, but at the same time, we do need assistance from government, and I do not like people saying, you know, you could hustle, you could try to do something, because a lot of people, that's what they've been saying. They're saying that some people are too lazy, um, maybe they should try to do something. But right now, asking for a handout from um, government and the people who are supposed to care, that, that's what you need it for at this moment. The lines are open at 572-7588, and also on WhatsApp at 484 um, I also had one tourism worker speak to me, and we're going to have an interview tomorrow, and we're going to speak. Um, and I've spoken to several other people, but this one really stood out to me because she saw it completely as a surprise um, that she would be let go at the body holiday. And there are so many different stories of that sort where people don't know what they're going to do next, um, and they feel, again, I'm saying it, they feel invisible. And if you can put that on the screen of the letter, and uh, from the body holiday, and there's, again, saying redundancy, and a lot of people are now going through that, and it's a very, very difficult time. So when you ask for empathy and prioritizing and seeing to your people first, I don't think it's political or it's partisan that right now people are really suffering and they want empathy from the people who are supposed to care. And there is no other time than now. I think we have a call. Good morning. Good morning, caller. Okay, I'm not hearing anything, but, um, you know, as we go on, you have to wonder, though, what... Good morning, caller. Yes, good morning. Hi, good morning. Yeah, my issue is, if all the licensing going on right now, the legislation they're trying to put in, and people say that people who have lost their jobs needs to hus- need to hustle. How would that work out? Huh, huh, huh. Huh. I, I have no idea because this also seems to have you, no idea. What's that? If you, try hustle, if you try to hustle some black pudding, you have some problem <laughs> because you need license. Do we really have the funds? Because we have bills piling up on us. Yeah. We have some cumbersome um, legislation and all that going on. It's like the poor is being victimized, picking up, picking on the poor. And you still have your courts to pay. You still have the loose select to pay. You still have the wasco to pay. You still have the nannies and whatever. You still have to pay your rent because the landlords too they need their money. So when you have all these things building up and no money coming in, I think yeah, that's, that's the issue. That's why I find ridiculous for people to say the government have been working. What have the government did for the poor? A, a stupid statue that reminds us of slavery and nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Like they say, you cannot congratulate a politician when they take your tax money and build a school. Agreed. That's what I'm telling you. Agreed. At the end of the day, now they do all kind of projects and all kind of things that and people are suffering. What are you doing for us? Agreed, Colin. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for calling. Um, and we're all confused. And the Prime Minister also seems to be confused as well because uh, during one of the interviews that he has with his attache and good friend Champagne on Champagne in the Morning, I love that. I love that title of that show. Um, he's saying that, listen to what he's saying because I'm still trying to grapple with it if we could get that um, clip together. The reality is, is that. Uh, 
once that condition exists, nobody's coming. Currently, anyone who travels from Canada, when they return, have to go back into quarantine in Canada. The same thing in the UK. So no tourist is going to come to St. Lucia um, currently with the processes that we have. And we knew that. But we wanted to say to the, to the, the other countries that this is what our process is. Mm-hmm. We've been working behind the scenes um, with the different pharmacies in the U.S. to... Uh, get what we think will be a rapid test. So the ability of a person going in and getting tested in less than 15 minutes. And that there'll be an electronic certificate that will be established that will be gone to your, your um, phone. And it's an app which would automatically send that information to San Lucia or to which other countries are going to be participating in the process. So the doors are technically open, but we're not open. So we're technically open, but we're not open. And that's coming from the leader of the country. We're technically open, but we're not open. And of course, a lot of people are wondering, and when you have that, especially with what they were going to do with um, the hotels and you know, Airbnb operators, hotels are you know, shutting down and nobody's coming in, but you're doing your little hustle and building downstairs and trying to rent downstairs and you still cannot do that. You cannot you know, hustle, you can't sell chicken, you cannot kill pigs, you can't sell bude, you can't do nothing. It's looking like when what we're seeing here is people having now to be independent and go on their own and try to figure out what hustle they have. I know a lot of friends who are now out of work and for the first time ever their hands are blistered trying to do farming and subsistence farming and trying to feed themselves so they have their own tomatoes and they have the little peppers and they're growing it in their backyard trying to survive and we've come to a point where people are literally trying to survive and there seems to be you know a selfish thing where people are not understanding that people are suffering and they're hustling and they have no idea what they're doing next and it looking like you know cortex here the wasco bill still coming and lucilex still coming and you have no real assistance and of course so i'm going to look into how the nic is faring even now and whether the 500 dollar um relief efforts from the government is going to come through are we okay mr technician good so the you know <laughs> there's another image that i thought was also very very reflective of what's happening right now and us going back to the drawing board and what the government is trying to do and that this is the picture and i've put it once before but no, it has you know that looks like what's happening right now with the tourism bringing it in and bringing it out um so we have that there as well but of course, I ask everyone to try to be strong in this time. I know what it is to be unemployed. I know what it is to be depressed and not knowing you know, what to do next. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone, especially our young people, especially when these things um, you know, occur. And with that in mind, if we could... We have a call. Um, So these things are just some of the issues that are really happening and I have a lot of my friends not knowing what they're going to do again still. um, They are making calls to the agencies that be um, and they haven't gotten much of a response yet. We have a call? Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning to you. Hi. Is there a license for the strip club? Sorry? Is there a license for the strip club? Can you... Lower the volume of whatever you have playing your radio or your TV, please. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was asking. Is, is there a license for strip clubs as well? Strip clubs. <laughs> oh, now I'm hearing you. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think there should be. Because <laughs> if you can't wind on a pool, I mean, what what license you need for that? I mean, you know. That we're in a very sad time if you know strippers have to go unlicensed to shake, you know, themselves on a pole. <laughs> but um, very, very good question. There, I'll try to, you know, look into it and investigate. I'll come back to you with that one. Um, but with all that happening, and we're seeing people crying and asking for help, and then you have the others who say, you know what, stop depending on government, do something for yourself. And it reminds me of the real hardcore Republicans in the, in the states where they're like, you know, these people, they're not doing anything and that sort of thing. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. And of course, um, we have the mouthpiece, it seems, of government saying just these things. This week, or last week, was not the end of the world for St. Lucia. It was not. We're all still here. But you know, again, everything you hear, everything. Bon Dieu, the Malewe, the poor man, Messieurs, poor job Malewe, certainly see, Messieurs. Everything is a Malewe excuse. Everything is a poor man excuse. But if that's the case, then we won't do anything in St. Lucia. We won't have any standards. A man have to make a bread. That means he can go in the corner there by your building and Dump something, dump, make a dump, have a dump. You know, I, I mean, seriously. Because you are Malawi, that means you don't have to comply with the law. Because we have COVID, that means we don't have to comply with the law. Because we have a hurricane, means we don't have to comply with the law. Because we have COVID 19, because we have a flu. You don't have to comply with the law. Uh, this, this is the problem to me. That laws are for a certain people and then even the people that create these laws can break them. And if you think what this man is just saying is right, that the Malawi have to abide by the laws of the state of emergency and not have mass gatherings and not eat in restaurants because we're worried about COVID, while the leader of the country who wanted these laws enacted, who came up with it in the House, is doing the exact opposite. And just from that previous statement there, there is no real empathy for, yes, the Malawi. And maybe you're so disconnected from what's happening being so close to power, maybe you guys don't really understand it. And that's what I think people are feeling, this disconnect. There is a disconnect, and it has to be addressed. So, (laughs) it's just, it's heartbreaking to watch, really. It's sad. It's really, really sad. We have come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for watching on Facebook Live, on UTV Channel 124, on uh, Instagram, and also on Hits FM 92.1 and 91.1. I so appreciate you watching. It is always, always a pleasure. I will continue to speak the truth, my truth, your truth, and we're going to interact and share our experiences together without fear in doing so. And with that, I wish you a great afternoon.
Yo dipa dan 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 Oh yeah Ovi gang 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 So ya me now stay boom I dipa dipa in the place ah. Ovi ovi in the place ah. I got you sweet like a honey So ya me now boom Even if we separated by oceans Girl, I'm gonna be there We'll be there Through the hard times, got me show my devotion. I will be there. Girl, you're so sweet. Girl, you're so sweet. I'm at a party I don't wanna be at, and I don't ever wear a suit and tie. I'm wondering if I can sneak out the back. Nobody's even looking me in my eyes. Take my hand, finish my drink, say shall we dance, hell yeah You know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that Don't think 